Good morning and happy Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. I don't know why I keep saying that. I said it automatically. I didn't even think about it. Tuesday. Are you going to say anything? Are you here, Mo? I was trying to think. Mo is not here today. (laughs) She has been replaced (laughs) by her evil twin. Oh, I thought you were the evil twin. (laughs) Oh, coming up on today's show, (laughs) seven myths that Christians believe, plus the latest news, random facts, and a Twitter spotlight. First, it is February 26th. We got a few holidays to celebrate. Mm -hmm. What do we got, Mo? We have Carnival Day, National Pistachio Day, Carnival Day, Telefairy Day. Why are we going through these so quickly? Bottle Day. We've got a riff on each one of them. (laughs) Pistachios are gross. I don't like fairy tales. I haven't owned a thermos since I was a kid. You made me mad. (laughs) No content for you. (laughs) So. It's Carnival Day, right? Not Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. Okay. I just like to say Carnival. Carnival. Um, not certain the history of this Carnival Day, but... It's the day... I have no idea. Taking it back to yesterday's <laughs> discussion, I do know that in Italy, they are celebrating Carnivale right now. Are they really? Yes. It's in February? Well, it's the... Oh, crud. I've been away for too long. Oh, crud. It's the 40 days leading up to... It is Carnival. It is Carnival Day. Is it Carnival? Yeah. Carnival of Brazil. Annual Brazilian festival held between the Friday afternoon before Ash Wednesday and Ash Wednesday at noon. Wait. Are we already? No. I don't know why it's today's Tuesday if it's held the Friday afternoon. That doesn't make a whole this lot of sense. This don't make no sense at all. What is happening? All right, hold on. I'm looking it up. Okay, Let's so on to the next brief, one. brief, well, uh, or do whatever you're doing. Brief history of Carnivale. <laughs> you know the masks, the Venetian masks yes. that you always see? You know why they wear those? No. Because the 40 days leading up to, uh, I want to say, when is Ash Wednesday? Mm. Okay. It's probably that, leading up to Lent. Leading up to Lent, yes. Um, they have like a everything kind of goes get all of your sins in now uh, while you can kind of like mardi gras and exactly yeah. that's where mardi gras came from yeah and so it yeah so they wear those masks so that they can't be seen they don't know who they are i see that's terrible it's <laughs> yeah. a terrible story it well but that's <laughs> their culture all right so no this doesn't have anything to do with carnival this is a day to celebrate the popular entertainment venue of a carnival, where each year millions of Americans flock to carnivals and put down big bucks to be entertained by deftifying treats. Do what? Deftifying treats? Who wrote this? Deftifying feats, clowns, elephants, lions, animal acts, much more. It could have been treats, Matt. A deftifying treat? Yeah, like brownies <laughs> laced with <laughs> pesticide. Again, like a deep fried Twinkie, that is pretty death defying. If you survive one of those, 
uh, yeah, for fun fact, we have a, a local taco chain here called Taco Box. And they, for a while, were selling deep fried Twinkies or upgrade it to a deep fried Twinkie drizzled with caramel and topped with bacon. They aren't doing this anymore? I don't think so. Why did you not tell me when they were doing this? <laughs> Why did you not think to message me and say, hey, Mo, taco box. <laughs> Deep fried Twinkie with caramel bacon. Mm. Seriously. <laughs> I didn't have one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was a thing you liked. Listen, <laughs> if it's fried and it's got bacon, I'm game. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, it's also Pistachio Day. Do you like pistachios? I'm still mad at you. Well, we got to move on anyway. <laughs> Who says? I don't have to do anything. I don't like pistachios. Well, They're disgusting. have you been to the pistachio place in Alamogordo? What? World's largest pistachio You've never been there? Oh, no, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I've driven by it. But you've never gone in? No. Why would I? I don't like pistachios. You're... You're a nut. (laughs) (laughs) That came to me, and I was like, hey. Hey, puns. (laughs) Um, No, but they don't just have pistachios. They have other nuts as well that you can get there. And they have them, like, all different flavors. Like a bar. You know how you go to a buffet and they have the different... Like some fat. <laughs> yep. That's you know, exactly right. You know how like you go to buffets all the time, fatty? Yep. That's what yeah, I said. That's what you're saying. Um, <laughs> so when you go to all of your buffets... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they have like a buffet of pistachios and other nuts. Yeah. That are all different flavors. And you can try one and decide if you like it. You get the little teeny tiny cups and you put them in there and you try a couple and, oh, yeah, okay, I like this flavor, so I'm going to get a pound of it. Oh, I don't like that flavor. Moving on. It's amazing. And they have brittles and they have butters and they have, uh, like, pepper jellies and jams. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, you convinced me. I'll I'll stop by next time I drive through Alamogordo. If anybody happens to be in Alamogordo, New Mexico, go to the world's largest pistachio <laughs> farm. You get to take a really cool picture with the world's largest pistachio too. It's obviously not a real it's pistachio. Not, yeah, but... it's just a anyway. Just a statue of a pistachio. Pistachio, pistachio, <laughs> pistachio. There we go. A pistachio. A pistachio statue. <laughs> Okay, Uh, Um, tell a fairy tale day, Matt. What's your favorite fairy tale? I wish I had a really clever uh, insult to throw at you. I don't don't have it. Good, I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad. That's the Lord telling you to love me a little more, okay? Love me! (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I don't know if you heard Friday's show with... uh, Donnie and Jordan on You're My Friend and I Trust You. They take over our morning show on Fridays. Um, (laughs) It was all about times they've cried with their dads. And so at the very end of the show, that's how it went. 
And he was talking about, uh, now that I've told all this stuff, my dad's probably not going to want to hang out with me all that much anymore. And then these tears will be real. <laughs> love me! <laughs> as soon as he did that, I, lo- I fell over in my chair. So funny. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't tell fairy tales. I don't even read. I don't even read my books books to my kids because Deidre does that. I mean, I'm sure one day Matt doesn't read. One day I don't know read good. <laughs> I don't know word reads. All right, fine. And a thermos bottle day. I guess it's just when thermoses were invented. I don't know. Who knows? What What do you like to keep in a thermos? Clam chowder. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> Soup. Ah, uh, good old gross clam chowder. Whatever. Nasty little chewy bits. It's disgusting. <laughs> Why anyone would want to eat clam chowder, I have no idea. See, hey, quick! Shut up! <laughs> you, I, I can't even deal with you. Quick, name off your three favorite books. Nope. Hopefully you said the Bible is your first one. But nope. beyond that... Number two should have been The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And number three should be The Fellowship of the Ring. But if you have room in your fantasy heart for a fourth, consider Michael P. Mordangas, The Boy and His Curse. This is an epic fantasy for fans of the classical style of fantasy. Ethan Miyoko is a teenage kid just trying to fit in. And at the worst possible time, he gets the curse of bad luck. And now he is constantly running away from vicious dogs, house fires, and everything else trying to kill him. His miserable life would end if it wasn't for the helpful fairy named Caitlin, who brings him to the world of Feria. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sounds like one of those cookie-cutter fantasy stories, blah, blah, blah. But The Boy and His Curse is a wild roller coaster that navigates the reader through awkward relationships, bizarre twists, epic sword fights, half-hawk, half-squid monsters, and lots of lore. Plus... You can sound smart in front of your pastor when you talk about all the spiritual topics involved. This book was written by the creator of Sunday School Answers, which means it will have some bizarre humor. Fans are saying that if you like C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy or Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, that you'll have no trouble eating up this story. The Boy and His Curse is just $2.99 on Amazon Kindle, or it's free if you have a Kindle Unlimited account. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. You still mad at me over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I feel like this is going to be an all-day thing, so... Well, you were mad at me yesterday, too. Just buckle like. up and get ready. <laughs> Here's the news. Most people believe only half of U.S. marriages make it. But a leading researcher is announcing the true divorce rate is actually much lower and always has been. Ooh. Shanti Feldham received, a research, or received her research training at Harvard... After a personal, years-long crusade to dig through the tremendously complicated, sometimes contradictory research to find the truth, the surprising revelations are revealed in her new book, The Good News About Marriage. She says, first-time marriages, probably 20 to 25% have ended in divorce on average. That's about half the amount mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. Uh, and it's even lower among churchgoers where a couple's chance of divorcing is more likely in the single digits or teens at the most, hmm. which is fantastic. That so, is yeah, this awesome. is this. Yeah. And that's that's always been the criticism I've heard of that number of the 50 percent of marriages in a divorce. It doesn't separate out the fact that 
when you're comparing first time marriages versus people in their second or third marriage, uh, if you separate those out and you just look at first time marriages, the number is quite lower, but people who get divorced are more likely to get divorced again and possibly even a third or fourth time. Uh, a lot of people treat it like dating. It's well, like, we're going to move in together, and then we're going to get married, and we'll be married for two years, and then we'll get divorced, and then we'll break up. Mm-hmm. I think it's like <sighs> ripping off a Band-Aid. Once you do it the first time, every other time doesn't seem quite so scary. And so people just, at that point, it loses its significance, if yeah. you will. Yeah, I and think so. They just kind of, okay, whatever. Been there, done that, I'll do it again. Right. Unless you're Ross from Friends. Not gonna elaborate on that. Just okay. <laughs> I guess if you're a Friends fan, you'll know what she's talking about. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I have like that's what I have heard is that first time marriages is a whole different thing. So it's good that we actually have this now in writing, presented in a in a in a book in a way that we'll be able to verify. So mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new type of cancer drug. Gosh, this is a good. This is just a, a good day for good news. A brand new type of cancer drug that acts as a Trojan horse to get inside tumor cells has shown promise in patients with advanced drug-resistant cancers. Patients with six different cancer types, including those with cervical, bladder, ovarian, and lung tumors, have responded positively to a new treatment. The innovative new drug called Tisotumab Vetodin, or TV for short, releases a toxic substance to kill cancer cells from within the tumor. The results have been so positive, the drug has now moved forward to phase two trials in cervical cancer and will be tested in a range of additional solid tumor cancers. This very well could be the cure that we've been looking for for decades. Mm -hmm. And that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Fast track that sucker. I don't know if I'm ever going to get cancer, but it's in my family, and I would like that to be available if it happens. All right. So my question is, is it only responsive to those six types of cancer, or have they only tested it on those six types of cancer? The, the way I read it is that they've only tested those six kinds. But it would only be responsive, responsive to tumor-based cancers, solid right. tumor cancers. Right. But uh, yeah, as as it as it appears to me, as it's written, is that they've only tested it on six, and they're planning to test it on more. Now that it's in, moving forward, uh, and lastly, a Michigan power lifter was hailed as a hero last week after he helped a man who was pinned underneath a two-ton SUV. Ryan Belcher, twenty-nine, was at the end of his workday Thursday when he noticed a Jeep Cherokee. Cherokee flipped upside down. He found a man trapped underneath the vehicle calling out for help. Belcher is 350 pounds with the ability to squat 950 pounds and deadlift another 800 pounds. He told officials, I just stuck my arms in and I don't know. I just grabbed it, lifted it up and started pushing. And all I heard was that's enough. We can get him out. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Good for him. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. That is cool. So, good, three good newses, man. No no, no bad news today. No bad news. No bad news, news on this other Tuesday. Other than the fact that Matt's being a turd. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get our conflict somewhere. Coming up later in the show, seven myths Christians believe. Stick around.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show, second hour here on this Tuesday. Glad to have you with us, and we have got some facts for you. Well, Mo's got them. I do. Mo's got them in her pocket. In my pocket. Hold on, let me get them out. <clears throat> Russell, Russell, Russell. Russell, Russell. Uh, <laughs> okay, I wanted to say Russell Crowe, but anyway. Well, why? Because <laughs> you said Russell, Russell, Russell. Russell, Russell so I Crow. wanted to say, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't think anybody would get it. So, but then the pause was way too long. So I had to explain to the pause. Ju- for me to not justify. Yeah. But explaining so, it only made it more confusing. Exactly. I was going to say Russell Crowe, but then I did not. So, back to the facts. <laughs> humans sorry weirdest intro to this (laughs) well to be fair it wasn't the intro you gave the intro okay okay humans are literally born craving sugar student students studies shut up over there studies have found that newborn babies have a distinct preference for intense sweet flavors in comparison to salty flavors except for mo Mo was born salty (laughs) bees are the only insects in the world that produce something humans actually humans can actually eat yep isn't that weird the the whole concept of honey is weird to me this is bee vomit we're eating and it never expires and it's delicious great on chicken i just don't how did we get here who was the first to eat the honey, the bee vomit? Just like who's the first person to squeeze a cow's udder and drink what came out? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Antarctica is the only continent in the world without any spiders. I'm moving to Antarctica. <laughs> I told this fact to, to my wife the other day. And I'm like, because she hates the cold. She hates the cold, but she's terrified of spiders. I said, well, let's move to Antarctica and we won't have to deal with spiders. She goes, yeah, but it's cold there all the time. I'm like, okay, well, say you're walking down in life and you come to a fork in the road. And one road is covered in spiders. And the other road is basically just a giant walk-in freezer for miles. Which path are you taking? She goes, well, obviously the freezer. I'm like, okay, then. We're moving to Antarctica. Can't beat that logic. Yeah. Solid logic. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I feel like I could step on spiders and skill them. Skill them. Skill them and skill them. <laughs> Skin them and kill them. But what if there's so many? What if it's covered? I mean, like a tunnel of spiders hanging down at your feet, on the walls, okay. coming from the trees. Okay. Are you going to risk that? I don't think so. Because <laughs> I think I would always feel like they were on me. Right. Even if they weren't on me. Right. Just seeing them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I like this one. At 104 years old, a man called Jack Reynolds became the oldest person to get a tattoo. And at 105 years old, he became the oldest to ride a roller coaster. He is <laughs> doing go, life right. You go, Mr. Reynolds. I find it funny, though, that this fact worded it. A man called Jack Reynolds... Not a man named Jack Reynolds or... This is what they call him. Jack Reynolds, a man. No. Anyway. Uh, and lastly, Abraham Lincoln was America's best president. 
in the opinion of 91 presidential historians surveyed. I mean, I'm not... Are there any negative stories about Abraham Lincoln? I mean, we got some negative stories about George Washington and and John Adams and all those people, but I don't... I can't recall a negative story about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not going to put it out there if it's wrong. But I think that there's one. <laughs> but I think he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that they stole somebody's horse. I mean, I guess we could Google it. Like, I remember the story about how he walked... 50 mi- 15 miles or whatever to give somebody back 15 cents and change that they'd forgotten or something where he worked. I don't remember. That's just overkill. <laughs> he was the modern day, or he was the olden day Chick-fil-A employee. Have you seen those videos of the Chick-fil-A employees chasing down cars that forgot something? That's what they should do. That's <laughs> That should be Chick-fil-A's next bit. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln as their employee. Abe Lincoln would have worked here. Right? (laughs) We're so honest. (laughs) Abe is our new spokesperson. (laughs) Forget the cows. Oh, man. All right. Well, we got a Twitter spotlight today. Uh, Each week on Tuesday, we've been taking a look at a different Twitter Anon account that tells funny Christian-themed jokes in order to give you an opportunity to follow them and lighten up your Twitter feed because, gosh, it's dark over there on Twitter these days. It's just become the home of angry politics and social justice and weirdness. Mm. So let's uh, let's dive into some funny. We've got a few of his tweets here. Uh, his name is the Typical Youth Pastor, and his handle is at TYP Youth Pastor. And so we've got 15 tweets from Typical Youth Pastor, and Mo's going to start us off. Okay. If I ask to talk to you about ministry over coffee, there's a 15% chance that I have nothing to say to you and just want an excuse to buy myself a coffee on the church card because I'm broke. <laughs> you think the dude who died after falling asleep during one of Paul's sermons and then tumbled out a window was a little upset when Paul brought him back from the dead only to go right back to preaching the same sermon? <laughs> Watching someone buy lotto scratchers at the gas station. It's sad to see someone just throw away five bucks like that, I say to my checker as she rings up my soda, candy, and pork rinds. (laughs) I just saw a bumper sticker that said, World Peace in Comic Sans, and I've never wanted to start a war so much in my entire life. (laughs) I'm exactly that person. I get so angry when I see Comic Sans on any professional sign. Even like on a printed up door sign to say, you know, not an exit or something. If it's Comic Sans, I'm like, there were so many fonts. So many that look so much better than this. I like Comic Sans. Get out. You are fired. Get out. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, TikTok is for middle schoolers. Instagram is for high schoolers. Facebook is for adults. Twitter is for the angry and cynical. Exactly. That's what we were saying. Have you been on TikTok, though? No. I don't want my middle school boys being on TikTok. I have not. So been I on TikTok. downloaded the app, 
and didn't ever do anything with it, but started getting all these notifications that people were sending me messages. And I'm like, okay, deleting this app now because 90% of it was inappropriate. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Weird. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah, you should. Uh, In the King James (laughs) Version, it sometimes uses the the word wherefore, which basically means why. It's confusing to the younger generations, generations, which is wherefore nobody wants to use the KJV anymore. <laughs> It'll be a hot day in hell when I'm late to another staff meeting. <laughs> I see what he did there. <laughs> if a youth pastor had 100 receipts on one of, and one of them goes missing, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on his desk and go out and search for the one that is lost? I mean, maybe, if the executive pastor is really getting on his case about it. (laughs) (laughs) There is no greater entrepreneur in the world than a middle schooler who is 10 cents short of a Mountain Dew. Hashtag truth. That's my life. Uh, Youth pastor. Any prayer requests? Homeschooled student. Yeah, pray for my robotics team. We're going to the Homeschool Robotics National Championships, youth pastor. Okay, anybody want to pray that Liam here gets a life? (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. That's my favorite one. That's so sad. (laughs) Dang. Oh, man. Poor Liam. Uh, There are some days when it's so hard to just get out of bed, but then you think of all the students you'll interact with and the huge plans you've got for that night, and you just roll over and silence your phone. (laughs) The Bible says bribery is bad, but I think that's mostly talking about money, not candy. So this scripture memorization program is probably okay. (laughs) Oh... Got some harsh truths coming up here. That one, uh, yep. That's all we do in church for any child's program. Be good, you get some candy at the end of the night. Uh-huh. That, that's a wanna <laughs> in a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> being a youth pastor means still being able to talk about how you've watched South Park. Apparently, a bunch of parents are upset because the face paint we used at our last event causes rashes and is spray paint. (laughs) Sometimes the truth hurts. Uh, I used to think my church was spooky at night when I would work late late all alone, but since my wife went to visit family with the kids for a few days, I'm getting the same feeling at home, and now I'm starting to think I'm just kind of a wuss. (laughs) Uh, Those are 15 recent hilarious tweets from Typical Youth Pastor at TYP Youth Pastor. Go follow him on Twitter. He's funny. And when we come back, seven myths Christians believe. Stick around. Oh, 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on Back Row Radio. We're in our third hour of our Tuesday show, and we are glad to have you with us. Quick question. Are your friends bragging about Game of Thrones and making you feel like an outsider because you don't watch it? Wouldn't it be great if you had an amazing story that you could be hooked to and make them feel bad about? Look no further than Michael P. Mordanga's epic fantasy, The Boy and His Curse. Follow Ethan Miyoko as he tries to get his driver's license, but instead gets eternal bad luck. What a twist. This horrible curse tries to kill him every day. Instead of dying, Ethan chooses to go to a mystical world of fairies and trolls. Feria. Now, before you write the story off as of some happy-go-lucky cookie-cutter fantasy, let me tell you that Ethan gets into some bizarre stuff. Awkward relationships will be had. Hilarious problems will be faced. Half-squid, half-hawk monsters will try to eat him. Unless I forget it ends in a glorious battle with so many swords, arrows, and fire that you will be satisfied for weeks. Fans are saying that if you like Lewis's Space Trilogy or Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, that you will have no trouble eating up this story. The Boy and His Curse is just two ninety nine on Amazon, Ken- Amazon Kindle. Amazon. Amazindle coming on. <laughs> Amazon Kindle. Or it's free if you have a Kindle Unlimited account. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. Two ninety nine. That's not a bad deal. Mm-mm. Not a bad deal at all for such a fantastic book. All right. Today, we are talking about seven unbiblical, unbiblical, I cannot enunciate words today. That's obvious. Seven unbiblical statements Christians believe. Uh, it's an article from Relevant Magazine by Shane Pruitt. Uh, we have got to go through these and we'll kind of explain what they are. I've seen this list actually many different places, many different ways. Uh, some longer, some shorter. But this is seven of the most popular things that Christians hear and repeat that are not true. Got it. Let's go. Number okay. one. God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> My husband just said this the other night. <laughs> and he said it so, like, like matter-of-factly. Like this, is, uh, this, this is in the Bible somewhere. Uh-huh. And I said, babe, I don't actually think that's in the Bible. And he said, are you sure? I'm going to Google it. And he sure enough Googled it and was sure enough like, dang, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> Uh, more than that, uh, author of this article says that, that statement is actually anti-gospel. Uh, obviously, God gives us gifts and talents that we're supposed to use, but self-reliance and self-righteousness, or the attitude of trying harder and doing better, actually gets in the way of the work of God. It's uh, people who die to themselves that Jesus saves and helps. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, Matthew sixteen twenty four. So you got to deny yourself. Let God come in and do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a whole CR thing too, Celebrate Recovery. It's all about admitting that we're powerless over our tendencies to do the wrong thing and that we need to Instead, rely on God's power and drop our junk at his feet. Let him come in and be our help, be our strength. Yeah. I also think, though, that a lot of times when it's used, it's more along the lines of, like, we can't just sit back and wait for things to fall in our lap. We can't just sit back and we want something to happen in our life. Yeah. And we just trust that God is just going to give it to us. Right. Right. 
without us doing anything. You, you want a job, but you're not going to go interview for the job because you just sit back and you think, God's going to give me that job. If that's the <laughs> job that God wants me to have, he'll give it to yeah, me. Yeah, that's taking it too far the other direction. Sure. but <laughs> And I think that typically when people use that saying, that's what it's. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, God helps those who help themselves in relation to cleaning up their junk, their mess, their their sinful nature. Uh, I personally yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, I, honestly, I haven't just I haven't heard anybody actually earnestly use that phrase. My husband does. pretty much at all <laughs> my whole life. But when I've come across it, it's been a kind of don't wait for God to answer your prayer. Just go out and and uh, make it happen yourself. Yeah. Which, like you said, if you take that too far one direction, yeah. it's just being lazy. But if you take it far the other direction, it's not waiting on God's timing. Yeah, uh, It's not necessarily saying, you know, don't go out and do anything. But uh, it is saying that we're supposed to be focused on God's will and not our will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I get you. I get you. Number two thing that's not in the Bible. God wants me to be happy. It's a common belief that God exists to be our personal genie waiting to give us our every wish. It's amazing how we will justify our sinful actions by saying God just wants me to be happy. Because happiness is tied to feelings and emotions that are often based on circumstances and those change all the time. God wants us to be obedient, to trust him. And to know that everything he does for is for our good, even if it doesn't make us happy in the moment. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good and for those who are called according to his purpose. So God might make you unhappy. <laughs> Did that quite a lot to the Israelites. <laughs> Made them very unhappy. <laughs> That's because they were dumb, though. And we're not. it's true it's true we're not still doing all the same dumb junk the Israelites did no that's not what I said that's not what I said don't put words in my mouth I'm just drawing conclusions based on what you said but see I feel like my main difference in the Israelites is when those things would happen they'd be like why God and at least when those things happen with me I'm like Okay, I see what you did there. (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) Not happy about it, but I would have done the same thing, Lord. Now is the time to repent. I needed it. All right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Number three. uh, Ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't even read this one. I guess you got to make sure it's not taking it in another direction that I don't want to go in here. Uh, Okay, so number three. We're all God's children. Oh, yeah, I can see. You why see you where I was like... going in the <laughs> make sure. Okay, so what he's saying here is that, uh, and this is true. The Bible says that when we come to salvation, that's when we become the adopted sons mm-hmm. of God. We come into His family. Uh, we are His His uh, creations, but to actually be called His child, we have to be. A part of his family. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I um, like that he pointed that one out. Yeah. So Romans eight fifteen and 16 says, But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, 
uh, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So it's only in Christ Jesus that we are children of God uh, through faith, because that's how we are baptized into Christ, clothe ourselves, clothe ourselves with Christ. Uh, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you have to belong to Christ before you are considered Abraham's seed, heirs of God. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, keep going. What are you going to nope, say? Nope, nope. I'll say you it at the say, end. Mo? I'll say it at the end because it's not relevant to this one thing. So okay. I'll say it at the end. Okay, number four. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> I mean, I've I heard, like that one. I've heard this more. As that's definitely in the Bible. Really? Than the other one that we were talking about. Seriously? Yes. I've heard this a lot in my life. Going, And I'm like, that's not a thing. Not I mean, I've heard it a lot in my life, but I've heard it kind of as like a, a joke kind of thing. Like, cleanliness is next to godliness. Make right? sure you wash your hands. No, yeah, and sure. And that's how mostly I've heard it. But there yeah. have been several people that thought this was an actual thing in the Bible. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> oh... I mean, it's great to be clean, but it's not a scripture. <laughs> In fact, there is a whole scripture that I loved touting when I was a kid. I don't remember what it is now, uh, but it was talking about a little dirt ain't gonna hurt you. God made dirt, like dirt won't eating, hurt. Like when you're hurting, <laughs> like when not when you're uh, when you're eating or whatever. And so, yeah, basically, it was an excuse not to wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> okay, but. At this point, <laughs> the author says, I suggest using an actual biblical statement. Honor your father and your mother <laughs> to make your children clean up. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Uh, I'm, I like this guy. Yeah, I'm, it's good. Yep. So far, Shane Pruitt. I tell know. my kids that when they don't listen. Hey, Bible says honor your father and mother. <laughs> All right, number five on this list of unbiblical statements Christians believe God won't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> I wrote a whole article on this for when we were doing... Blogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to take it? Explain it away. Okay, well, my explanation was <laughs> the reason that that is a lie is because we can't handle things within our own human nature. Exactly. That proves our reliance on God. In order to make it through those tough situations, we have to have ultimate faith in in him and where he's pulling us through and the lesson that we're going to learn from it if i was just to rely on myself i'd be up the creek without a paddle a long time ago (laughs) because i don't have it within my own human nature to make it through those tough situations yep exactly uh and there's a lot of people that are probably hearing this and thinking i'm positive i've read that in the bible and what you actually read was, uh, I don't remember the actual verse, but it was, I mean, the, the location of it. But the verse is, God will not uh, let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Mm-hmm. For when you are tempted, he will give you a way of escape mm-hmm. also. Uh, so, I mean, you can see how that would have morphed over time into God won't give you more than you can handle. Right. Basically, what it's saying is that when you're tempted to sin... God gives you the way out, and usually that way out is to pray or read your Bible mm-hmm. or reach out to another believer. Yeah. It's one of the many, many ways that uh, God has given you to keep yourself in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, he can be our strength when we are not strong enough to handle these things. Uh, but 
Yeah, it's not just about the the resilience of our human spirits. Right. <laughs> well, I can, we can do it. On our own. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I guess a more accurate statement would, would be, God won't give you more than you and he can handle. <laughs> yeah. God won't give you more than you can handle without him. Right. Uh, God won't give you more than you can handle with him. With him. God won't give you... <laughs> See, now you're muddling. Yeah, now I'm confusing myself. (laughs) So, whatever. It's just not in the Bible. Uh, Number six, (laughs) a list of unbiblical statements Christians believe. Bad things happen to good people. Dun-dun-dun. We are, none of us are good. Exactly. The sentiment does make sense, but if we follow it all the way through, the idea of a good person is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, often we place ourselves in the judgment seat of what is good is bad and who is good and bad. Uh, the most popular way to make that judgment is by comparison. You know, I might be great in comparison to Phil who eats people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in that comparison to person. Jesus, exactly, who was the ultimate good. Right. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short. Uh, we are all unrighteous, and none of us are good. None of us are good. <laughs> none is righteous. No, not one. Romans three tw- ten. Uh, so yeah, folks, um, you ain't so great. <laughs> so bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> yeah, and good things happen to bad people. Yeah, things, things happen to happen people. To people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, number seven. When you die. God gains another angel. <laughs> I, this, like, this has become my most favorite thing that we have ever shared on the on the morning show. I, if I could be in love with a list, I would be in love with this list. <laughs> well, elaborate. Why is this one of your favorite things? Well, because. Well, okay. So number seven. I'm elaborating on number seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. The whole list as a whole is my favorite. It's a good list, yeah. God created angels and he created man. We are two separate beings. (laughs) When we die, we do not gain our angel wings. There are angels in heaven. (laughs) It's separate people. Separate. Uh, First Peter one twelve says it was revealed to them that they were serving. Not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So what it's basically saying is this separates uh, humans and angels in the fact that actually humans are set above angels. Angels wish they could be humans in some aspects or wish that they could have experienced things that we experience and that... Uh, we often entertain angels mm-hmm. uh, in our daily lives without knowing it. Um, yeah, yeah, not a not a thing. You're not, not going to become thing. an angel. Uh, also, you don't really have like a personal guardian angel. Uh, all angels are kind of well, not all, but there's a whole set of angels that are guardians, but they guard guardian all of us. Yeah, when your thing. grandfather dies, he does not become, not become your, your guardian, guardian angel. <laughs> Um, also, when someone dies, chances are 
They're not looking down on us and watching our every move. Right. They are in they heaven. They don't get a little TV. We're, they are in heaven in awe of God, that. worshiping him. <laughs> they could care less about what we're doing. Just so do you, do you know of any others that need to be added to this list? Well, I just said the one. The that really didn't have to do with angels. It had to do more with death. That when people right, right, die, right. they're not okay. watching over uh, us. I have one that has been repeated by tons of people that I fully respect as teachers and pastors and believers. And it all comes down to the fact that none of them have really researched it. They're just taking it as truth. Okay. And that is that fear not is written in the Bible 365 times, one, one time, time for, for every, every day, day of the, of the year. year. Except for leap year. I mean, you're allowed to <laughs> you're allowed to be fearful on February 29th. Every four years. You're right, just that day. No, it's uh, not even remotely true. Really? It's not even close to 365. Really? At the highest, you know, using different translations and, and whatever, the highest number that I've found is closer to 140 times, which is still a significant amount of times. Okay, did they count like... In. But yeah, that's that's including do not be alternate afraid. phrases like do not be afraid and, and uh, yeah, other things that are similar to fear not. Uh, so even including that, it's still only about 140 at the highest. Tisk, it's like 80 tisk. at the lowest at some some translations. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but we have let this... We, I mean, I've, I've, Rick Warren has used it in yeah. an article. Other people, it's it's a popular thing because it's it seems so magical, and that there's there's one for every day, but <laughs> but it's just not true, guys. It's not wow. true at all. Don't don't. Okay, it's, so it's just dumb to repeat things that aren't true, even if they're great messages, just to look better as Christians. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shut up over there. So, <laughs> again, things I've been struggling with for the last week or so. Um, I was going to say earlier, I kind of want to I want to put that, you know, as my my Facebook status. The whole article? Not the whole article, <laughs> just, you know, seven unbiblical statements Christians believe. Number one, number two, number three, number gotcha. four. Number, just to stir up controversy. Yeah. I did I did something similar to that this past week. I posted a list of uh, six, that, six lies that Christians tell themselves. Yep, I saw that. And... <laughs> But yours was still very comical in a lot of ways. Like it I started think people comical. are going to read mine and Drew be like, "Comical, oh, <laughs> Drew and comical." Then it hits you right in the gut well, towards it did. the end. Yeah, but and it was okay. So just uh, real quick on that, I did that tweet, which was the five things were or the six things were. Uh, I really liked that Christian movie. Uh huh. Caleb has enough variety for me. Yep. Coffee addiction is not a real addiction. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what was the fourth one? It was, I'm going to do my quiet time every single morning. Fifth one was, I'm going to pray for that person. And the sixth one was, this list didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. So six lies. 
So last, I think it was last week, we talked about, it might have been the week before, we talked about Patricia Heaton uh-huh. and how she had followed me like four years ago. Yeah, yeah, And we had yeah, this discussion yeah, yeah. and how she was my best friend. Yep. But really, I've just been putting on airs because we had that one discussion and then we've had no interaction since. Mm-hmm. Well, she finally, she retweeted that tweet <laughs> this Isn't week. amazing? And I'm like, Yes! We're friends. She heard me. She heard my fears and worries. <laughs> and she just wanted to let me know, we're still best friends, Matt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but that has become one of my most viral tweets in a long time. Yep. It's like almost close to about a thousand uh, it was a good likes one. and several hundred retweets. It was like a good it. one. I like it. I like it. Uh, anyway, I'm bragging on myself. I liked how you slid <laughs> Caleb in there. You, know? you didn't do it as number one because that I would did. have just been obvious. That would have been obvious. You did it as number two, though. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Then okay. we had some, I did share that on Becro Baptist Church and we had somebody obnoxiously ask, what's Caleb? I'm like, come on. I mean, I hate on him, but you know what Caleb is. Also, we have Google. Why are you asking? Google it. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to our aua for the day. Ask us anything. What's uh, the most annoying thing about the social media platform you use most often? So, People. Matt, I love our ministry. I love what we have become over the four years, right? Four years? Three years? Four years? I don't know how long it's been. Whatever. I like the various different avenues that we've taken. My oh. least favorite is BRB Church. <laughs> I just got to tell you. Uh, I love you people. You're awesome. Most of you. We- but there's a small handful of you that are my Christian sandpaper. <laughs> and you just rub the rough edges a little too hard. <laughs> You know, some of this is your fault, right? None because of it you, is because, my fault. Because you get so riled up that they keep egging you on. I now feel they're, like... Now they're tagging you in these okay. posts that they know are going to so, rub you And way. those people don't even bother me. It's no. funny. It's funny because I know that they've now yeah. made a joke out of it. And yeah. it's like... And for some reason, I don't know, a joke, like poking fun at me, almost seems... Like a sign of respect in a way. So I'm cool with them. Can I just call? Like, I'm cool with John Whaley. I'm cool with you. (laughs) My own brother-in-law pokes fun at me on that stupid page. I'm cool with him. But there are some people, and I won't call them out by name. I won't do that. But there are some people. Scott Duran. No. He's a moderator. Dang it, Scott! <laughs> He's a moderator in the group. Uh. Um, and I feel like Scott and I are on the same page a lot of the time. <laughs> but there are some people that, yep, they uh. give a whole new meaning to that whole term, Christian sandpaper. It's just I love tough. our main page. And I'm the I'm one that so has to deal with all the problems, including you. I'm so glad that... What? <laughs> I'm sure you probably have gotten a couple messages about me. Hey, by the way... <laughs> I know she's like one of your good friends and all. And but isn't one of the rules here, don't be so easy to offend? <laughs> Listen, the first thousand times that you brought it up, I wasn't offended. 
How many reckless love memes can we have in this group? I like the song. What is so wrong with you people? Why do I have to choose between reckless love or oceans? Why is that a choice that I have to make? That's the rivalry right now. It's great. Y'all just there's need to, like, oceans. seriously. There's team oceans and there's team reckless love. There's just a whole bunch Blame of. Twilight, man. There's a whole bunch of oversaved people on our on our Facebook church page. So what I'm doing is I'm calling out all you people who aren't on our meme page and you're like, I ain't oversaved. I've got a real solid reality of what Christian life is like. I need you to become members of our page, please. I need more backup. I need a bigger voice. I need you in this page. For my sanity, I need you. You. (laughs) I hate the page so much. We're going to go let Mo pull herself back together. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Back to the Back Row Morning Show as we close out this Tuesday with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is 1 John 4 9. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And our thought for the day comes from Joni Tada. Tada! <laughs> your greatest temptation doesn't come when you feel weak and vulnerable, but rather when you feel strong, devoted, and above the fray. Preach. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you to our sponsor, A Boy and His Curse by Michael P. Mordanga, available on Amazon now. Go get it. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. And don't forget to connect with all aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and you know, if you are strong enough, join our meme packed <laughs> Facebook group at brbchurch.com. Don't let her scare you away. <laughs> it's much more fun than she's letting on. Uh, especially if you love reckless love memes. <laughs> so many reckless. <laughs> if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and the Back Row Radio at Large, the Back Row, Back Row Radio at Large, please consider partnering with us over at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We're only about one-sixth of the way to our funding goal. We would really like to be able to stretch out, grow, advertise, get some more listeners, uh, get some more contests going, prizes, fun stuff. We have a lot of cool things we'd love to do, but we need your help to partner with us in this ministry to do that. Uh, So if you could give up maybe a Starbucks coffee a month or more, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Patreon.com slash radio. Hey Mo, what's the final word? We're all God's children. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.